0: This is the podcast where we take our guests through the quicks of their retail habits, from their best ever bargains to the times they've been completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vic Layton, consumer champion, shopaholic, occasional comedian, and back alongside me, here he is, the man, the legend, my co-host, Paul Watson. How's your day, Paul?
1: Lovely. What, yeah. um, lovely intro? Didn't
0: have enough time to be mean about you.
1: Oh, no, no, I think we left that we left that behind in Series yeah, 1. the
0: I. allegations of bullying were too much for my ego.
1: <laughs> yeah, one person tweeted at you and that was it. You, That's enough for you me, fonded. I'm a very fragile person.
0: <laughs> Shall we meet our lovely, lovely guest? Our guest today is an award-winning author, a journalist, a stand-up comedian, a former curator of very interesting things on a website that he may or may not name. It is the man, the legend, Mark Burrows.
2: How are you? Hello. I can't name that website because they've changed the name of the website and I refuse (laughs) to use its new name. It used to be called Twitter. As far as I'm concerned, it is still called Twitter. I used to work for Twitter. Twitter was a website I was very proud to work for. And Twitter is a a website and an organisation that I I was um, a card-carrying promoter of and very chuffed to be involved. I believe now it is sometimes referred to as something else, but I have no truck with that and refuse to accept it.
1: I've not heard anyone call it anything else. I genuinely These have not. Don't. Nobody has don't. ever referred to it as anything else. <laughs> like the
0: Millennium else. <laughs> Stadium in Cardiff. They were like, we're going to call it the Prince yeah. Stadium now. And everybody in Cardiff said, nope.
2: No, they still call it Cardiff Arms Park, don't they? <laughs> <And> it's defensive, <laughs> the Millennium
0: Stadium. Cardiff Arms Park literally got knocked down and rebuilt. So it is a completely different building. But uh, yeah, I found out my local music venue in Cardiff that I knew as Cardiff International Arena and then the Motorpoint Arena is now a completely different brand.
1: I saw the Super Furry Animals at the CIA. There's no way that they're changing the name of that now. They should have thought that before I saw Zoop animals in 1997 or whatever it was. We're going to get into very like into very like textbook
2: podcast nostalgia, aren't we? Something someone's about to bring up. <laughs> opal fruit soon. <laughs> There's going to be that brief time that cocoa Parts became Choco Krispies. I mean, that's on brand. And uh, Leicester University being and uh, De Montfort University being Leicester Polytechnic. That's always. I didn't
0: know that last one, but okay, you've added that to the lexicon. Uh, no, we're more likely to talk about how uh, chocolate bars used to be bigger. Which they did, and uh, how the celebration tins yeah, are getting a... smaller because it's a uh, it's a podcast about money. Mark, have you got any? You've just come back from
1: the fringe. <laughs> no. We're getting less subtle, aren't we, Vic? <laughs> No, I've got no
0: money. I've never <laughs> got any to money. That's first question. Do you consider yourself to have any money?
2: I'm really hoping you can help me explain why I never have any money when my income is generally all right. But no, I don't have any we'll money. We'll give
0: it a try. So here's how these questions work. We've scientifically developed them to look into the shopping basket of your soul, Mark. We want to know all about you based on some very arbitrary questions that are no way Taken from BuzzFeed and other podcasts. So we'll start with the first question, as we always do. And what is that question, Paul
2: Watson? What's the best deal you've ever got? This is a niche one, but it's one that I'm still to this day extremely p- pleased about. This is probably almost twenty years ago now. Actually, you don't
0: look old enough, Mark.
2: I know. I was. I was shopping. I, I was shopping for musical equipment when I was. Six, um, <laughs> um, but this is at some point in the early two thousands. I uh, had just got a new bass guitar, which I uh, which I adored. The, my, the bass guitar is not the thing that was good value, although actually, when you consider, I spent one hundred and twenty pounds on it in nineteen ninety seven, and I'm still using it in two thousand and twenty three. Actually, and I've taken it around the world and. Um, bashed it against stages and naturally that's earned me quite a lot of money so thinking about it that is probably the best bargain I've ever had when you consider across its lifetime but that's not but that's not the one that I always think of what I always think of is I was looking for stickers to put on it because I like putting stickers on my guitar and uh, I went into a toy shop in Leicester Domino's Toys. Not sure if it's still there anymore, but it was, used, used to be one of those places you went as a treat. Uh, you know, you go to, like, I was taken to Leicester with, you go for your McDonald's and then you Then we'd go to the toy shop. We wouldn't buy anything from the toy shop. We no, wouldn't be allowed to actually buy this. anything. We'd just look at the toys in the toy shop. Anyway, I was looking the In our day, Mark,
0: that was the uh, primary entertainment for kids. You didn't get the toys, you just looked at the uh, toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An audience with the toys. <laughs>
2: I do remember in that toy shop asking my mum if I could have uh, like a, there was a tea, oh there was actually this links in perfectly there was there was an old cartoon called Mask used to be on in the eighties called uh, M A S K I can't remember what it stood for it was called Mask it was about, it was about uh, these cars that could transform into other kinds of vehicles as opposed to robots which is a very important copyright <laughs> point. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: uh, the car became an aeroplane. The motorbike became a helicopter. The, the helicopter became a, an aeroplane as well. I think uh, the, uh, the garage became a armored station. That kind of thing. Anyway, it's called Mask. I remember going to my mum. I really want that toy. I really want that. They had a, they had this car that I really wanted. And mum going, I can't afford to buy you a cut buy, buy you it. You can't have it today. Oh please, no, you can't have it. When you're old enough. You can, have it, you can buy your things yourself and then you can buy yourself anything you want and then you can buy yourself that. And I remember having a small tantrum at the age of about nine or something going, when I'm older, I'm not going to want it though. I won't want one of those.
1: Wow.
2: I was completely wrong.
1: <laughs> Is that the first
2: thing you got? <laughs> and happily... I, I happily would still buy that if I saw one in a shop. But but this is related to this. So so this is the early 2000s. I was looking for stickers to put on my bass guitar. I was going through the sticker rack in the toy shop, just looking for cool, kitsch stuff. And I came across a packet of stickers for that show I just mentioned, Mask. Now, the reason this was exciting is because Mask hadn't been on television for about 15 years at that point, And I have no idea why on earth they would still be... Like, there were no other stickers. There was one pack of stickers. They had no other merch for this TV show. No merch for this TV show existed anywhere. But somehow, it must have been sl- slipped in the back of the stock room or something like that. And they just put it out. I bought it for like 2 99 with all their other stickers. And then later, I went and looked on eBay and it was going for like £25. quid. That is a
0: good deal. Ooh
2: and uh, although I thought well I don't need 25 quid I'm going to put the stickers on my bass guitar Uh, but when you consider how cool my bass guitar looks that uh, probably again has (laughs) depreciated over time and uh, into some really good value for me so that is um, I mean it's a niche one but it's one that I've always been really excited about. The the stockroom bargain for the niche vintage toy toy brand that should not have been on sale with the other things.
0: I'm pretty happy with that. That's that's a great bargain. I wonder how much it's worth now. Don't check.
2: (laughs) I occasionally will remind my mother. My mother gave away all of our Star Wars toys when I was about seven or eight because she said we didn't play with them enough. Uh, And I occasionally will remind her how much that collection of toys would have been worth if she would have held on to it. Although I did chew Han
1: Solo's head a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, is, aren't they only worth something if they're like in the box or or is that, a, is that not true? Like they're worth a-, a
2: lot more if they're in the box,
1: but you'd still... okay.
2: Like a good condition Millennium Falcon, from a like proper proper one from the 80s outside the box is still going to make you a, de- a decent amount of money. That's still... I don't know. If you look at... I, don't, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but it certainly was worth, you know, decent money. And my mum gave them away. And uh, I think I worked out it was almost 500 quid worth of toys. Oh, oh ouch. Wow. She's told me to stop talking about
0: it. But you won't.
2: Um, <laughs> things that happened in uh, in 1991 are uh, no longer are <laughs> no longer something that I should be nagging her about <laughs> or making her
1: feel guilty. Well, you won't be censored. Don't let her censor no, it's you. An this important is important issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very.
0: It's too important. late for you, but we need to get the word out to as many other people as we can. Frankly, I've got a lot of Funker pops now because my dad <laughs> buys them for me because he's a collector. I say my dad buys them for me. My dad gives me the ones that he doesn't want. I think, but they've got whole room of Funker Pops so I hope that works out for them from an investment point of view
2: my mom, my um my girlfriend constantly buys me a ignore you know, the bit where I just said mum uh, because I didn't mean mum, mum my mum I met my girlfriend people. and those two things <laughs> I am, are different people are very different people um, and I don't care what Doctor <laughs> Freud says, or what his mate, or what his mate Oedipus reckons. Uh, I do not consider them the same. Uh, uh, it's because I was talking about my mum earlier. My girlfriend uh, all defaults to Funko Pops for presents. Um, so I've never owned a Funko Pop before but now I own loads of
1: them it's uh, a good present if Kurt you're Cobain. a bit nerdy she sort of created a hobby for you well, so she basically said this is something you'll like and now she can I've prepare. had a Kurt Cobain
2: it's um, Spock with a beard she didn't know why it was interesting that Spock had a beard she just bought me a Spock and I was like oh it's it's, it's Spock with a beard it's evil Spock and she said what do you mean oh. and I was like Evil Spock has a beard. You know, His he's evil bearded. when he's got yep. a beard. She went, sort of switched off. <laughs> I saw her face go black.
0: The kittens came down. <laughs>
2: As I tried to explain the um, mirror universe <laughs> in, Star- in Star Trek.
0: On the subject of things that uh, people resent spending money on, gifts that people don't want, uh, what's the thing you've had to buy that you wish you didn't?
2: I mean, everything I own that isn't fun is the real answer to that because I resent all that sort of I thing. Mean, I don't wear smart clothes and occasionally I'm like, I need to buy a shirt, Ugh. an iron. Like, why do I need to buy an iron? And I have to go and look at how much irons are and then look at the reviews and see if I can get a good iron. <laughs> so I can use it once. I, I don't... I don't even yeah. bother to iron my like I'm so this is I'm aware there are people who spend fortune. shoes oh god why do I have to buy shoes <laughs> I've got a pair of nice shoes and I've got and, and and I've got a constantly replaced pair of converse and that is all the shoes I need and I and then like my my brother's wedding turned up I had to buy a suit and a really nice pair of shoes and I was just like oh god and I was genuinely resentful I mean weddings are a classic thing aren't they for that the thing you have to spend money on that you wish you didn't weddings are the absolute like other people's weddings your own wedding Um, I mean I wasn't thrilled about having to spend any money on mine and as it turned out that was the very opposite of my bass guitar. <laughs> my bass guitar that that was a that was a, that was an investment that's still providing me joy and income to this day. My wedding um, cost a lot of money and became very obsolete surprisingly quickly. So uh, Dep-
0: they depreciate weddings after about yeah, six or seven years. You need a new one. They're like iPhones now. They've got a kill switch in them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's (laughs) absolutely true. That's absolutely true.
0: Card companies have manufactured the whole situation, Mark. It's not real.
2: In general, I'm somebody who resents spending money because, except I don't resent spending money on the stuff other people moan about. All that kind of. Classic cl- classic cliche of, oh, he spends all his money on coffee and avocado on toast. I really like spending money on that stuff. Perfectly happy with it. Don't mind in the slightest. That seems like a reasonable way to spend my cash.
0: I like renting a fancy place that I could never own. Like, yes, yeah. I get to live here. And people are like, it's dead money. It's like, I wake up every day in this beautiful glass room that I could never afford with cash money. I uh, I do exactly. not resent a single penny of that spend. I don't want well, to live in zone five in a shoebox with walls I can't pay to. And I'm pay. aware that a lot of people
2: <laughs> there's a real thing of uh, you know, like sensible consumerism. Uh, sensible consumption sorry is is you buy the sensible stuff you buy the the, the, the good values you don't spend on frivolities and uh, you can then buy yourself ni- buy yourself important things and nice things and a car and a house maybe and all that sort of stuff and get to go on that nice holiday once a year whereas I'm more kind of like no spend it all on nothing but enjoy the nothing and then get really resentful when you've got to buy a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am. Like I and I genuinely all of those kind of things that you have. To, I I, res, I resent spending money on anything I have to spend money on. Laundry is the worst one. I spend more money on laundry than almost anything else that's that's mundane in my life because I don't do it myself. I refuse to because I hate laundry. So I pay to have my laundry Ooh. taken away and then it comes back clean and costs me I think I worked out almost 10 times more than if I'd just done it myself and I'm not someone who can afford that I can't afford to do it I literally can't and I will get to the point where I have no money and I think oh, if I hadn't spent 25 quid on doing the laundry last week I'd have 25 quid and then I thought then I think yeah but you'd have to have done the laundry and then, um, and then, <laughs> and, and then I think worth it worth it because I hate it so much <laughs>
0: So, next question: Who does your social media think you are? Now, you've worked in social media. Does that mean you've been able to game it, or has it got you bang to rights?
2: My ads are generally okay. I'm I'm very susceptible to an Instagram advert. For example, uh, I own a very I own a Nordice backpack that I really really like. Um, I uh, I bought one of those. I bought a little Twizzly thing you can use for cleaning your ears out that didn't work and um so i get a lot of gadgets and that kind of thing and that's bang to rights what i quite like is that is that the platform formerly known as twitter has gone a bit has gone a bit oh. insane it's adverts make no sense anymore so i feel like you can't even use that I like it's like bras.
0: <laughs> is it the old woman's bra it's like oh this 70 year old woman developed this technology
2: no nah. i think what's happened is that uh because Advertising has plunged at, at Twitter because they are is they've broadened the parameters of uh, the they've 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 tinkered with the algorithm so every advert is now served to a lot more people and it used to be very targeted very specific and now it's just. Scattershot everybody, and most of the stuff you get advertised on Twitter is no longer relevant to you, which completely changes everything.
0: Gold bullion, I think, is my favourite.
2: Gold, gold, yeah, I get gold
1: all the time.
0: <laughs> Literal bars of gold, Paul. I don't know who they think I am, but it's not based on anything I'm clicking.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's the reliable thing. Even if society dissolves and we become a dystopian, sort of Mad Max, end of the world star society, <laughs> gold will help you. I'm not sure if this is going to come as a, a shock to you, it might. And listeners
2: may have got an idea of me. I don't know. This might come as a shock to a lot of people, right? I don't own any gold. <gasps> I don't own a single no. gold thing. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> Twitter still thinks that I should. Maybe that's maybe that's why it thinks I need gold. <laughs> I don't own any gold. Yeah. I don't own gold. I don't own any jewelry. Don't really wear jewelry. Um oh, actually, that's not true. I do own gold, and this it clicks back into my uh, to my consumer habits. Do you know what gold I own? The plating on the connections of the electronic devices oh, in my house. You're that guy. Because it, <laughs> because I read that uh, a gold plated. HDMI cable will give you a better picture in your 4K television than a non-gold-plated HDMI cable. So I swapped out all of my connection stuff for gold-plated stuff, spending quite a lot of money on really good quality cables that contain literally gold. Uh, and it, when I am fairly sure that the ones you can get for two, for $1.99 from the pound shop or a pound even, probably, uh, would have done the same job. But uh, I like to have nice electronics. I like to have nice sounds. Uh, I have a lot of stuff on Klarna that, um, that uh, is gold-plated, or, or 4K, put it this way. Um, and... Uh, but so maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he knows I won the gold because he knows I want. I want it to improve my <laughs> entertainment experience.
0: Guild everything in Mark Burrows' home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but my adverts. I'm just looking at my Facebook adverts now, and they are about right. Um, they're uh, kickstarters for weird tech things. That's exactly that. I mean, I won't tend to buy those things, but I will look at them a lot. Uh, they are. Um, Comedy gigs, lots of comedy events. Uh, now, I probably won't go to those comedy events, although I will occasionally look up to see who runs yes, them.
0: same. I will <laughs> click through when I'm my own enemy for that.
2: And then holidays, <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, which I don't really go on, but I am going on a holiday Ooh. soon. Uh, I'm going to visit my dad in Spain.
0: Oh, nice. Any well, actually,
2: this is my, da- my dad, you see, is the opposite of me. My dad is very good at this stuff. My dad uh, decided to sell the house they lived in, in the villa they, they had in Spain, and bought a static caravan. And what we used to call a caravanette, but you'd probably call it uh. a camper van, uh, and uh, yeah, so just... I'm sleeping in the camp in the camper van. Because uh, they've only got one room in their static
1: caravan on their campsite in Spain.
0: I'm out. I know you didn't invite me on the holiday, technically, but uh, I was in and then yeah. I was
1: out. <laughs> yeah, well, the bit where you said villa, I was like, yeah, villa in Spain. Yeah, I get behind that. But then you said upgrade. I was like, wow, what are they going to have? Static caravan, and camper van. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, a static caravan in Tenby, as lovely as Tenby is, uh, mm. would
2: be, uh, it, you know, that maybe doesn't feel like a like like a sensible cho- choice. It's quite hot in Spain. You don't. I think they realise that uh, wall that are less than a centimetre thick are probably going to be okay. They can then enjoy, the, enjoy their winnings from the rest of the money they got from the house on, on enjoying their life.
0: Right. So on the subject of <laughs> rip-offs, what is the worst you've ever been ripped off, Mark Burrows? <laughs> yeah, No. Uh...
2: It's
0: too easy. I'm going to need something else.
2: problem is I rip myself off a lot by... Um, by by that kind of attitude of not caring about money at all, I go eh, and I just spend it, and then I just go, oh, I could have got if I just if I just shopped around, if I just looked at some deals, I would have got the same thing for absolutely for, for for nothing. But what the hell, I spent um, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> now this is another musician story. I um, bought and I thought this was a bargain. I thought I bought a bass guitar off of eBay. It was a um, Soviet era. Uh, <laughs> hollow body bass. It looked incredible. It Paul's looked amazing. doing,
0: for the listener, a really good effort as someone who knows what any of that means. Like, I could, s- I could see you oh, trying I, I, I understood the word to like, Soviet. arrange your face <laughs> into the appropriate expression. I really enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> no, I was with you for a while and then I got lost. But Soviet era sounds pretty cool. It, look, it, it looked
2: really cool. It was like, you know, it mm. had this sort of zigzag thing cut out. Hollow body means it's like a bit, bit thicker. Than a normal one because it's actually a normal, a normal guitar, electric guitar or bass is a solid piece of wood, whereas a hollow body is more like an acoustic guitar in that it's got actually got a little bit, so it's got some. It makes noise in of itself without having to be plugged in. But like if you think of the kind of guitars that like Chuck Berry would have played or that played or Elvis would have played or something, and I w- I really like it anyway. It was basically a very cool looking bass guitar. That's the important thing you need to know. And it was from the nineteen early seventies Soviet. Era, I think. I think it was from the Ukraine. It was only seventy quid um, with very, and I was like, "That look, this is incredible." So I got it sent over to me, and I noticed immediately. The first, first of all, now you you may or may not know that most musical instruments have a standard connecting system like they have a jackpot this didn't it had a three pin din port which i didn't know was a thing that existed i only knew the name of it later so i was like "Meanie, i can't plug this guitar in i do not have anything any way of plugging it in um and then i realized that it wouldn't stay in tune in any way whatsoever it sounded horrible so i took it to a shop and they basically went I, I did that kind of um, thing that that mechanics do of sucking in through their teeth. I go. So uh, do you want this to work? All right. Like a
0: boiler man,
2: exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's like it was very much. Co- I expect them to go. Ooh, not in that <laughs> colour. Uh, and, and it turned out that essentially the, the instruments made in the former Soviet Union in the sixties and seventies had a completely different like set up to what to what is standard for musical instruments now and in order to make this work was going to cost me a small fortune i ended up spending nearly 500 quid on this bass guitar Uh, like they had to send away for a new truss rod everything had to be replaced um and essentially what i thought was a complete bargain ended up costing me you know I think upwards of 700 quid, actually. Now, you might think maybe that was worth it. But actually, I mean, it clearly wasn't. It, this is a piece of junk. It's a piece of junk that I spent a fortune restoring <laughs> oh. that didn't need to be restored. Uh, now, I uh, I do enjoy owning it. So, and I and as I've said m- quite a few times, my concept of the value of money isn't actually, um, isn't particularly accurate. So, in my view, I it, it's fine. And also, but who ripped who off here? Because... The seller sold it quite cheap. £70,
1: but it was basically sold for parts. Who was ripping who off? Oh, I'm pretty sure I ripped yeah. myself off. off yeah, there. nobody nobody benefited really, apart from maybe the person who repaired it, but even they're probably not making huge... It's sort of everyone's a loser in this situation.
2: I took it back to them uh, about about two years later to get it set up for a tour, and I saw the hope die in this guy's face when he realised it was me and which instrument I bought in. <laughs> because they were spent so long working on that one thing. There
0: was no profit margin in that, was it?
2: Is that a rip-off
1: or is that just very unwise? I don't know. I feel like everyone lost out. And also the Soviet Union collapsed as well. I don't think that's related, but really nobody came out of this as <laughs> well, did they? Uh... Least of all the Bolsheviks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you
1: love it? Here's another one, right?
2: I live next door to a Tesco. Do you think I've got a Tesco club card?
0: Oh Mark
2: oh, you can get it on no. your phone now.
0: I can send you a picture of my club card. use mine, get the money off like oh,
2: I've not got a club card. I keep meaning to get a club card, but I keeps but, but uh and then I just don't and I go in and I spend two pound fifty on oat milk that could be one pound fifty uh, and um occasionally somebody in that recognizes me says, "Do you have a club card?" and I go, "No, and they were like, "You're in here every day. Why don't you have a club card." <laughs> And I don't know why I don't have a club card. I don't understand why I don't have a club card. I don't know what the mental block in place is that's stopping me from applying to get a Tesco club card,
1: which I'm aware would save me like substantial amounts of money on my cropping.
0: Not even the vouchers, like immediately. Yeah,
1: like literally. if, If instead of asking you, if they just forced a club card on you, it would take about as long as the conversation to ask you, do you have a club card? And you'd immediately be saving money. But I guess if you start compulsorily thrusting club cards on people you're you know it's an invasion of privacy it's um that's the world got mad you too tried to do that with an album a few years ago no one (laughs) appreciated it no No, i hated it
2: deleted it on principle Uh, so so i think it's but yeah i think and i think that this is um i warned vix when she asked me to do this that i could go into some some deep psychology and i think that is very representative of who i am and how little I care about about the value of money and how much trouble that gets me into, because I am not somebody who can afford to spend five hundred quid on a guitar, or somebody who can afford to not take basic discounts on their everyday groceries. I'm not somebody who can afford to get their washing. Code. Oh, uh, and I'm living this kind of ridiculous. This I am living I beyond my means. I do feel like means.
0: it was a co- it was a cautionary tale the uh, washing thing. And now I'm now I'm like someone will do your washing. What? <laughs> I took the wrong message from that completely. <laughs> so, uh,
2: Laundry Heap. It's an app right. called Laundry Heap.
0: But anyway, we could talk about this all day and we shan't. While I am signing you up for a club card, Mark Burrows.
1: <laughs> You're actually doing it on the spot. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Please tell the lovely listeners where they can find you if they've enjoyed this lovely little interlude into the inside of your mind.
2: Uh, so I, I am still on Twitter, despite the fact that it keeps trying to shake <laughs> me off. Uh, but I'm, I'm still clinging on. Uh, and you can find me at Twentieth Century Mark two 0 2-0-T-H-Century-M-A-R-C. Uh, or my website is markborrows.co.uk, Mark with a C. I do not have a blue tick, so don't look for the blue tick. I used to have a blue tick. Don't have a blue tick anymore. Still, does it hurt? Yeah, it does. But
0: you don't want to pay for it. People with blue ticks <laughs> are, are knobs now, aren't they? Because they've paid money for them. So
2: Yeah, although it, it occurred to me recently that because they don't let you run adverts unless you've got a blue tick now. And I actually did need to run some adverts for my Edinburgh show. Uh, And it occurred to me that actually from a purely financial point of view, paying for one month of verification so I could run adverts would actually be perfectly reasonable value. But I still refuse to do it on (laughs) principle. Yeah,
0: (laughs) the GDPR implications are too bad anyway. You don't want to be on that ship. But uh, okay, brilliant. And uh, you've written some books?
2: I have written some books uh, and they're all available basically in all the places you can buy books, all the normal book buying places. If you want to buy it from from Amazon, please do, uh, but but also support local bookshops. Uh, just if you look at My Name, Mark Burroughs, I've written one book about David Bowie and Mark Boland. It's called The London Boys. It was very well reviewed, very well. Uh, and uh, a, a book about Terry Pratchett called The Magic of Terry Pratchett, a biography of Sir Terry Pratchett. Uh, Won an award, no big deal. Um <laughs> and um, what about the manics which actually did did have a good review but um has kind of gone under the radar but yeah you can get all my books there and uh and that uh, and yeah just search for me and I have many things and I need the money <laughs> frankly I need the money
0: yeah somebody <laughs> Save help you Mark burrows please <laughs> <laughs> yeah I tried to get tickets for your show at Bloomsbury Theatre doing the Terry Pratchett show and it's selling very well though so uh you know Happy days are coming again.
2: I should probably point that out. I'm going on tour with my Terry Pratchett show, uh, which is, as we discussed earlier, um, one of the be- one of the best reviewed shows at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, uh, I'm doing the Bloomsbury Theatre on October the twelfth, uh, and then I'm doing a full tour next February, uh, Swindon other places that aren't swimming, Birmingham, Brighton, <laughs> go on my website. You can see them all. There's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm pretty much it's everywhere. It's so good. Uh, you don't uh, need to be that's... a
0: big Terry Pratchett fan to enjoy the show. Can confirm. You can just be in, interested in fascinating people because I think your show covers that very well. He was a fascinating man. And so if you're interested in people, you should yeah. be interested in this show. So everyone should buy tickets, in short. That is my sales pitch for Mark, because he's too tired to sell his own shows. So he's done a month of flyering. <laughs> That's
1: a good sales pitch. And I, as I understand it, too, if you haven't read Terry Pratchett and you turn up, it's very likely you'll get given a book, which will probably be worth about the same as a ticket. So it's basically a free show. It's essentially, essentially
2: a free show in that respect, <laughs> yeah. I mean, only one yeah. person gets a book. I have to, and I yeah, try but, and pick them at random. Yeah. Um, but and, I, and there is some science into who I pick. Uh, but um, but you if may you, well
0: yeah. get a book. Yeah, whisper yeah, false economy have- into Mark's ear, and maybe he'll give you a book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, that is sadly the end. Uh, Paul, have you got anything that you'd like to uh, recommend? If people have enjoyed this, Paul Watson uh, voyage into your minds. You've got you've got something else going on. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you talk about the rival project that you're doing two hours. That's fine.
1: It's not a rival but a rival as if it's another money related podcast. No, I do an obscure football <laughs> podcast called The Sweeper. So I'm part of the Sweeper. If you look at at Sweeper Pod on Twitter, as I will always call it um then you'll find us on there but yeah um it's no rival. Yeah.
0: just seeing other podcasts paul what can i say
1: you run on another podcast the other i literally saw a clip of you on another I podcast was guessing, like yesterday. and i was
0: thinking of you the whole that time but uh yeah so thank you listeners for listening uh thank you paul for being the brilliant co-host that you always are thank you mark burrows for sharing you know you've you shared from your soul in some of those parts and i uh i appreciate that honesty oh, from you it was it was dark but there was light it was uh, it was a perfect podcast if you enjoyed this podcast listeners please tell everyone tell your friends tell your enemies if you didn't they'll hate it uh review it rate it share it that's fun it's free it costs no money share it on the artist formerly known as twitter and if you didn't enjoy it you now have 30 days to return it for a full refund terms and conditions apply